What is up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another Review Point podcast, coming to you, of course, from fanboysanonymous.com. And, of course, I am your host, as always. Host is not the good word uh, to use in this particular one, but I am uh, the one that's going to be talking on this. My name is Tony Mango, and my target to review for this edition is Venom. Just got back from seeing the movie, per usual. Going to be telling you guys my off-the-cuff impressions about the movie, first impressions. Haven't had a whole lot of time to really sit and think about it all that much, but that's part of uh, what's kind of fun here. Uh, Not going to make a whole list of things ahead of time. I'm just going to see what kind of pops in my mind and what I remember and different things like that. Although I do have the IMDb up just in case I need to reference some people and stuff like that. Uh, Okay, so how does ReviewPoint work? Well, ReviewPoint is pretty much just a review. But I will hereby refer to the good things and the bad things as the hits and the misses, because that's the whole shtick of review point. It's like a crosshairs kind of thing. You know, I've been doing this for a while. I'm very kitschy like that and very stupid, and I love my puns. Uh, So I will also be giving everybody here a quick spoiler-free review in case you don't want to necessarily know some details about the movie all that much, but you want to know whether or not you should see it or something like that, see it or skip it, essentially. Uh, and then we'll get more into the spoiler territory. So I will warn you ahead of time when the spoiler section happens, but for right now, you're all safe. So let's just get into the movie itself. Uh, before seeing this movie, let me set up uh, my philosophy behind a couple things here. Venom is my favorite Spider-Man villain, and Spider-Man is my second favorite comic book character. So, essentially, Venom is my second favorite comic book villain. Now, the Joker is number one, but, you know, if we start getting into the semantics of, well, you know, I could pick another Batman villain over him, and like someone and so forth like that, basically, what I want you to know, big fan of Venom. I've always liked the Venom character. I've always thought that Venom was one of the coolest designs, and one of the coolest things about Venom is the Lethal Protector thing. That's one of the few comics that I own is actually a Lethal Protector one because I pretty much was young enough that I wanted the cover of it. Uh, I don't remember what cover, like what's the you know the issue, anything like that. I've never been too much into like reading reading the comics, but it was like a red background that was all shiny, and Venom looked really cool in it and stuff. Um, but I was young, and you know you buy that shit because it's shiny, so. Venom from the animated series and from the comics that I have read and from video games and from TV shows and, you know, some different things like that has always been a character that's been near and dear to me. Maybe not so much necessarily as Avi Arad and uh, maybe in different ways from Avi Arad. But for instance, when we had the Sam Raimi movies and that they had announced that Venom was going to be a number three, I was like, all right, this makes perfect sense. You do a Venom movie as the, like Venom's the main villain, and the first half of the movie is Peter and like the symbiote or the symbiote doesn't seem like anybody knows how to pronounce that. I've always said symbiote, but I've been hearing symbiote more, so let's go with it. Um, you know, you start the movie off, and it's Spider-Man dealing with having the suit and being like an asshole, and at the same time he's fighting Harry, and then you go with Venom gets the suit, or Eddie gets the suit, and then Venom's the main villain, and then Harry as, you know, Hobgoblin or Green Goblin 2, or whatever you want to call him. I always liked Hobgoblin better, just to merge things. Then the two of them team up to fight Venom. That, to me, is what Spider-Man 3 should have been. Sandman, it made no sense. And then you start adding that Sandman's the actual Uncle Ben's killer and all this other kind of stuff, and it's just, that movie was a mess. 
If they wanted to do Sandman, they should have said, okay, you do Sandman and you don't do the Uncle Ben story and you do just like Sandman and Vulture or some fucking stupid. I don't know. Um, so I was disappointed with Spider-Man 3. And in retrospect, I'm disappointed with Spider-Man 2 to a certain extent. I think it gets a little bit too much credit than it deserves in, you know, 10, 20, 15 years later, whatever the case may be. Uh, I think that it, it doesn't hold up as well. And it was kind of one of those things where it was like, it was good for its time. Now, with this Venom movie, we had been hearing that Venom was supposed to have a standalone movie for so many years that I forgot when we originally heard this. It was something like 2005 or something. And the go-to answer was, okay, well, it's going to be rated R and it's going to have carnage. Not the case. Pretty much ever seems. Years and years and years go by. We don't get it. We don't get it. We don't get it. We don't get it. It seems like it's a dead project. Then suddenly we get it. And I start hearing all throughout the internet, this is a shit movie. This movie is reminiscent of Catwoman, Halle Berry's Catwoman movie. And I honestly have to say, I don't agree. Um, it's not a fantastic, amazing, super awesome, uh, you know, spectacular, sensational. Let's use all the Spider-Man things here since I said amazing. It's not the best in the world or anything like that. But this isn't like Electra or the Ghost Rider or something like that. Like this is a more adequate movie than some of those movies were. But I do have to agree with the people that said that it does seem like it fits more in line with the movies that were coming out in like 2003, 2004, rather than the MCU. Like Iron Man came along right at the same time as The Dark Knight and Batman Begins changed the way that people look at comic book movies. They started to go, wow, you could treat this really seriously. And uh, Kevin Smith likes to use the term earnest for it. And I think it's a really, really good descriptor for that because the Dark Knight is very earnest. I mean, they treat this like it is a crime movie more than a Batman movie. So other movies tried to do the whole dark and gritty because they thought that it was dark and gritty. Really, the reason that the Dark Knight was successful was because just happened to have a good director who happens to also have a good brother, writer, producer, etc. Like this team worked really well and they treated it very seriously and they treated it as if they wanted to make a really good movie as opposed to a popcorn flick where they that they wanted to make a lot of money or something like that. It's not just dark and gritty. So for the people that say that Venom should have 100% been a rated R movie, I think if we would have just gotten this same movie, but with more blood and like some cursing, it wouldn't have been that much better of a movie. It probably wouldn't have been any better of a movie for that matter. So I will say for the people that are going into this going, hey, it's a PG-13 movie. I can't see it and enjoy it. You're going to pretty much enjoy it the same as if you would have a rated R movie. It's not like Deadpool. Deadpool can make jokes in a rated R movie that he can't make in a PG-13 movie. Venom is just gore, essentially, at that point. Because Venom's not a jokey, jokey character and stuff like that. So if you really just want to see the Venom monster eat people, yeah, you're not going to see it. But 
if that's what you're looking for in a movie, I think you want to go see a horror movie more than you want to see a Venom movie. So keep that in mind. Uh, I will also say this is pretty standard. Like it doesn't really do anything outside the box and it's not the type of thing that I would recommend people to watch and learn something from, but it's serviceable. It does its job. It hits the right kind of marks for certain things that I was kind of expecting it to. In some ways, it's actually a little bit better than I was expecting it to be, especially with the whole like, oh, it's as bad as Catwoman and stuff. It's just a very adequate movie. And I almost kind of resent it for being like that because it's good enough that this isn't going to make people like absolutely hate everything like that, but it's not good enough to make it worth the while, sort of. And uh, part of me kind of wanted this movie to be so, so bad that Sony just gave up and they didn't do any more movies anymore with the Spider-Man stories because I don't want a Craven spinoff movie and I don't want Silver and Black and I don't want Nightwatch. I mean, Nightwatch is the type of thing where it's like, okay, if you want to invest your resources in Nightwatch, go ahead and fucking do it. But I don't want you to row in the Spider-Man characters, you know? I don't want Scorpion to get some spinoff movie where he's part of the Thunderbolts and they do that kind of a thing. If you do a Thunderbolts movie, I want it to be in the MCU, and they can't do that. And I also still harbor a lot of resentment towards Spider-Man Homecoming, because even though that movie itself, in a bubble, that movie is very fun, there are so many elements to that that makes me go, these people don't know what they're fucking doing. Like, the one little kid that's washing his hands at the end of the movie in the bathroom, that's supposed to be Tiny McKeever? Sean or Brian Tiny McKeever, you know, he's been Sean and he's been Brian in the comics and stuff like that. Why is he McKeever? They just, I, I feel like they throw these names out there. Why is the girl that looks like Gwen Stacy on the uh, the school news report thing, Betty Brandt? Why is the other guy Jason Ionello? Like, they just throw these names out there. Apparently, Silk is just sitting on the bus. It's just, It's a waste of these characters. So that pisses me off. And that makes me kind of go, Sony's the one that doesn't know what they're doing. Because Marvel, on like the MCU side of things, they know what they're doing. They've figured this out. They've got 20 goddamn movies that are amazing. So keep that in mind, too. Uh, I will get into references and stuff like that on the spoiler section here. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. So for the most part, I just kind of want to break this down as if you go into this wanting action, there is some action. It's a little bit underwhelming. It's not the best in the world. I've seen so much better in just plain old action movies and stuff like that. It's good enough that it'll whet your appetite at least. If you go into this wanting comedy, there are some jokes. If you like the whole dichotomy of, you know, split personality, this thing's in my head and we're talking to each other, that kind of a thing, there's some jokes with that. Some of the jokes don't really land all that well. Some of it's pretty, like, pedestrian, I guess I would use the word for, which makes me sound so douchey. But it's not like a laugh riot and it's not like there's any jokes that I think are really all that special. So it's just adequate again. Visual effects are fine. No problem with that. Uh, Plot structure is okay. The characters are okay. None of them really stand out all that much. It's really just kind of an okay movie. 
even the music is just like I don't even remember any of the music that was playing. You know, I know that Eminem did some song, but it's just in the end credits, so it's like that doesn't matter and stuff. So I guess this is the type of movie where I have to say, if you are a fan of the Venom character, you should see the movie. But even if you're not a fan of the Venom character, you might still enjoy it. And you might actually enjoy it more. But if you're the type of person that wants more out of their movies, I think you're going to be underwhelmed. Essentially, let me put it this way. If you're the type of person who can shut their brain off and get a decent amount of entertainment out of like a Fast and the Furious type movie, you're going to like Venom. But if you are somebody who goes, well, you know, that uh, that Oscar bait movie, something like, uh, let me throw out something that, that I actually like that's pure Oscar bait. And I can't even think of anything off the top of my head because uh, all I can think of is bad Oscar bait, like uh, the King's Speech and stuff like that. But if you're like that and you're like, I want something that's more like that, you're not going to like Venom. So I still say see it overall for most people. And I'll give you some more reasons why when we get into the spoiler section. So spoilers going forward. uh, If you don't want to know what happens in the movie, just uh, skip this, watch it back later or something like that. Go watch the movie. But if you don't care, then by all means continue because we're going to talk about a couple little things that are specifics here. One of them being that I liked how they incorporated some little references here and there to some extra little things. And it kind of made me feel like it was almost like an Elseworlds, uh, Earth, whatever. I mean, I don't know what Earth they're going to designate the Sony movies as being. But look at it this way. If Earth uh, is like 19999999999 or something like that is for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's definitely a different universe. So this is Earth, I don't know. 2465.8 it's not a, you know whatever um it feels like it's a different universe and it feels like it's almost like a one shot that was filmed so incorporating a little reference here and there was like hey it's kind of neat like an old man is in the hospital and he's Mr. Manfredi okay well that's silvermane i'm assuming so hey look at that silvermane that's kind of cool and uh they show the spaceship, and one of the pilots is Jameson, Colonel Jameson. And then, apparently, the woman that was uh, taken under uh, control by the symbiote after that was Donna Diego. So she is um, Scream, I think is her name. No, I'm drawing a blank on that. I think it's Scream. Because it's not Shriek. Shriek's the one that's like... Uh, like a not a symbiote or something. I'm mixing my maximum carnage stuff up up here because it's like, you know, so many damn characters were in the middle of that thing. Uh, So yeah, Donna Diego is the type of thing where it's like, I want to see those kind of references here and there. Yeah, she has Scream. So I was a little bit disappointed to see that while those things were hits, we were missing some of the other ones. You know, if we've got the Life Foundation and we've got Donna Diego, where's... Leslie, where's Ramon Hernandez, where's Trevor Cole, so on and so forth. These types of characters are just names that you can throw out there. So when you have a character like, for instance, Isaac is a guy that they just test on. And you know what? Maybe, for that matter, maybe some of the other ones in the comics are going to be 
uh, labeled in like certain things because it's like they are they do have some other test subjects. So maybe you know the one guy who his he was like suffering from like liver failure or something like that. Maybe they're going to classify him as Trevor Cole, or maybe they're going to classify somebody else as some other kind of character like that. I don't know. Um, essentially, though, it, it bugged me a little bit that we didn't have like Lasher and Phage and or even call him Rampage if you don't want to call him Phage, you know, Carl Mach. Uh, there's a lot of different symbiotes out there and they could have done something a little bit more with that. I still kind of think they would have been better off if instead of having Carlton and Drake become Riot, I think that they should have had Riot, Phage, Lasher, Agony, Scream, and all of them could have still kind of been a part of something like that. And then they should have formed Hybrid and Hybrid should have been the final villain. That would have made a little bit more sense to me. Now, I know that hybrid in the comics is actually kind of like on the heroic side of things. And obviously, it's Prison Guard. It's not Carlton and Drake. Because Carlton and Drake, if I remember correctly, Carlton and Drake doesn't have any of the symbiotes at all. So he's just like the dude uh, heading up the project and stuff. But, you know, that that's uh, kind of a nitpicky sort of thing. I get the joke with the dog being Gemini. That's like, ah, that's cute. You know, I, I'll, I'll give him a little bit of a tip of the hat when it comes to that. Uh, but here's one of the issues that I have with this movie is as much as I can say that it's a hit that like Anne Wing ends up becoming She-Venom at some point or that they reference that like... Uh, Venom is the type of character that, like, he's like a lethal protector type of a thing, you know, like that, the you know, you can't kill everybody and that kind of thing. It's kind of a little bit like Terminator 2, sort of, but whatever. Uh, even though I can like that kind of stuff here and there, one of the problems that I have with this movie is it just feels so blah about everything. And, like, dialogue, for instance, there's a part in the movie where he's like, oh man, my legs were broken and now they're not broken. And it's like, you couldn't have thought a better way to explain that. We kind of understood that, but based off of the way that he is laying, his legs are fucked up and the venom symbiote's already shown that it can heal people and stuff. Like Donna comes out of the crashed ambulance and her leg is messed up and then we see it heal. So we know that the symbiotes can heal and we've heard many times that they can heal. Do you really need to say, oh, my legs were broken and now they're not broken? You could have th said something more along the lines of, ah, oh, what happened to my legs? And then we already can fill in the information. That's something that I can criticize as a viewer because I wasn't the person writing it and different things like that. But it's kind of like one of those errors where you're sort of thinking to yourself, I wonder why they didn't pick up on that and like, did somebody say, well, we need to have that line in there to explain what happens just in case people are that stupid? I think if you treat the audience dumb, then it almost makes you seem dumb because you're like, well, they can't possibly understand something like this. And it's like, well, it's not that hard of a concept. You know what I mean? So that threw me off a little bit. I will say, though, some of the performances were actually better than I was expecting. Like Riz Med for Carlton Drake, I buy that this dude is this type of industrial, I want to save the planet, I'm a very charismatic speaker kind of guy, and Riz Ahmed 
in this movie showed me more for his career than he showed me what the movie has to offer. So pay attention to Riza Med. I mean, if they he gets the right movie, this dude can get an Oscar. Not for not for Venom, but he's got talent and he's gonna he's gonna do something at some point. People are gonna really, really pay attention to him. Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock is much more heroic of an Eddie Brock than I was kind of hoping that he would be. I kind of wanted him to be a little bit more of a dick. Uh, the accent's a little bit weird, and some of these elements are kind of strange about like his laugh and some other things like that. I just maybe like a little bit more time working on it, they would come up with something a little bit better. But maybe that's just Tom Hardy because I don't understand the Bane voice either. So maybe it's just him. I don't know. Uh, references and stuff. Uh, I don't know if, like, Dan, the doctor, is actually somebody in the comics. I had heard the name Roland Treese before, and I haven't had a chance to look him up yet, but I'm pretty sure that Roland Treese is somebody. So, there's some good things like that, you know, that they, they do reference things here and there. I don't think Dora Skirth is anything, so that's a little bit strange that they didn't just throw another name out there, like Dr. Ashley Kafka, but maybe they're saving Kafka for um, San Quentin. And speaking of San Quentin, Cletus Cassidy, Woody fucking Harrelson. Okay. Okay. I see what you did there. I'm okay with it. Uh, they needed to do something with Carnage. And I like that they at least gave him that wig, even though it looked kind of strange on him. But yeah, I can dig Woody Harrelson being Carnage. I think I would have gone a little bit younger. I would have maybe gone with uh, see, I was going to run into the mistake here. I was going to say somebody who's like a typecast type of person, like a Sean William Scott. But I think Sean William Scott's better off being a good guy who's a little bit wacky than a psychopath. And Woody Harrelson, I get that he's a psychopath. He's a little bit older than I would have wanted, but you know what? I'm down. And if they do another movie, then if they have Woody Harrelson do that, then cool. Downside to it, though, we've already seen Venom versus another symbiote, and if that's the case and we just get that again, they gave Riot everything that Carnage has. So what's going to be the angle? You know, what, How is this fight going to be anything different? And there's inherently with a big problem here. Where do we go from here? I know we can do Carnage, but is it going to be good? It's probably going to be the same damn thing. I don't know. I kind of look at this movie as like, it's better than I was expecting it to be, but as a fan of the character and a fan of the Spider-Man franchise and everything, it's not the movie that I would have wanted. So it's a double-edged sword, you know? Um, I still say it's more of a hit than a miss, but it's just something bugs me about it, you know? And if you're the type of person who's feeling the same way, by all means, drop your comments below. Tell me what you think, because I think that this is a movie that's a little bit more like, the more I think about it, I'm going to find more things about it that I don't like and not things that I like about it. And a year from now, I might look back on this and might be like, you know what? Fuck Venom. But then my first impression of this is like, hey, it wasn't all that bad. And they did better than I thought they were going to be. And, like, I'm I'm optimistic more than anything. I still don't want any of these other movies, though. I don't want, 
you know, silver and black and all the other kind of stuff like that. I just, I don't want it. So I'm still hoping that, oddly enough, I'm hoping that this fails just enough that people don't lose faith in the character, but people lose faith in Sony. That's kind of how I'm looking at it. And then we'll see where it goes from here. But um, I'd have to say it's a hit more than it is a miss. It's a very minor hit in some regards. It's a bigger hit in other regards. And there's misses along the way. But, you know, if this was in 2004, I would be going nuts over this movie. And now that the MCU has spoiled us and they've given us so many movies that are so much better than this, it doesn't land as well, but it's still fine. So, yay. Good enough. So, as I mentioned before, drop your comments below. Tell me what you thought of Venom. Positive, negative, hits, misses, whatever the case may be. Whether you agree or you disagree with what I have to say. And make sure that you hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel and click off that little bell notification thing. So that way you can be aware of whatever the next thing is that I post on here. And I have no idea what that's going to be. I might see bad times at El Royale and I might do a review for that. But to be perfectly honest, I got a feeling if I do a review for it, I'm probably just going to do a written one and, you know, making the grade or something like that. As far as uh, any kind of like material from the podcast side of things, I don't know. So if you have any suggestions, let me know what those are too. And that way, maybe maybe I'll go ahead and find the time to be able to do it. I, there's plenty of things I want to do, trust me. It's just a matter of time and uh, funding for the most part too, because if you're not aware, I mean, it takes money to do these kind of things and stuff like that. And uh, if you want to make sure that I do a lot more, then you can hit up that Patreon account that we have for Fanboys Anonymous that we have. It's kind of a one-man operation here. But patreon.com slash fanboysanonymous. If you want to toss any of your spare change my way to uh, get some kind of a specific idea going or something like that, then by all means do that. That would be greatly, greatly appreciated. And another way that you guys can help fund things is the Tee Public and the Red Bubble shops for Fanboys Anonymous, or for that matter, Smart Out Moment or you know the pro wrestling side of things, or a Mango Tees on Tee uh, Public. So that's another thing. And just uh, stay tuned. And thanks for listening, more than anything. Thanks for all the support. So thanks for all that stuff, everybody. I will see you when I see you. It's time for me to geek out. Adios.